Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back with some more news. Um, this time it's not just personal life updates. This is once again now about the current situation, the current affairs of Pakistan and what's going on and all that stuff. As you must have heard, um, there was another almost kidnapping incident um, by the police. Imagine that it needed 300 members of the police force to try and detain a PTI member. As we know, um, you must have heard of him because he's this newly popular member. Um, people have never heard of him before, but the minute um, you know his name got uh, conjoined with PTI and with Imran Khan, now he has become a very, very popular person amongst the people of Pakistan as a PTI representative or a member, you can say. Currently, I would call him a representative because right now he's the one making the most noise on behalf of PTI and on behalf of the people of Pakistan. And that is Sher Maravat or Sher Marwat, whichever way you like to call him. So now the thing about him is that because, you know, he is now the new face on the block for PTI and he's the one who's making a lot of noise. Um, the police was sent because right now there was a workers convention after having a hugely successful workers convention previously. Now he was going to Bajor to have another workers convention. Um, you need to understand this is something that I've mentioned before um, and I think many other um, uh, journalists, real journalists, who are no longer part of the mainstream media um, they have also been mentioning it. Um, you need to understand that the northern areas of Pakistan right now are the ones that are picking up the momentum. They are the ones that have their eyes on the ball. They are the ones who are not letting things go. Um, Punjab, which has always been known as the central nerve, you know, the, uh, the, you know like what we call as the nerve center or the central nervous system of Pakistan, um, is dead. To me, at the moment, Punjab is basically in a coma. Right. Um, Sindh has always been steeped in um, slavery in one way or the other because of PPP. And Karachi's people, to be very honest, have always been known as um, highly unreliable when it comes to um, actually working upon um, a steady stream, um, you know, working towards something in a steady stream or in a steady manner. So all eyes have always been on Lahore and in Punjab. And Lahore um, has this time not lived up to it. I mean, Lahore is doing its bit, Punjab is doing its bit, but not the way um, the northern areas of Pakistan are right now whipping up a storm. Um, normally, you would see Lahore and Punjab whipping up a storm. And, you know, the northern areas have always been on the quieter side. But this time, because remember, I've said this before, um, the northern areas have... Uh, profess their loyalty to Imran Khan. And the thing, the, the, the specific quality about the northern areas, especially the tribal areas of Pakistan, is that to them, loyalty is everything. Once they have declared loyalty towards somebody, um, then they go hard and fast. They don't back off, no matter what. So true to their stance, true to what they're known for, true to their reputation. Um, to them, Imran Khan is their man. They are Imran Khan's people. So they will never back off. Um, they're the ones who, um, you know, went on a huge strike. This was a nationwide strike, remember, against payment of bills when we were being um, charged astronomical amounts, which are basically all, you know, um, just another way of looting everybody in the form of bills and hidden and illegal taxes. Um, they 
we all the whole country actually stood up against payment of bills all the way from Karachi to um you know the northern areas but the problem is that the northern areas still stuck to it they're still you know sticking to it whereas Punjab and Karachi you know have sort of you know they've sort of just fizzled out um but in Punjab the thing in Punjab is that they're showing their aggression in other ways for example they are um not going <clears throat> to any ppp or pmln uh, rallies they're not going to um they're in fact now becoming very very violent before they were ignoring them now they're becoming violent towards them so whenever they see a member of the of of especially pmln because pmln seems to still have this misconception that punjab is their area so whenever they see whenever the people of punjab see anybody from pmln um they verbally as well as physically attack them now so that is going on this is again something that the mainstream media will not show you and something that the american and british and international media will obviously not want to show you because remember they are the ones behind this whole conspiracy in pakistan so um now as i said uh this time actually all eyes are on the northern areas and by northern areas we're specifically looking at kpk and we're looking at gilgit baltistan right so these two um areas are what we're focusing on because these two areas are the ones that are actually whipping up a storm and also their courts are not at all under the control of the establishment um unlike the courts in punjab and in sindh so their courts are openly challenging um the illegal government they're challenging the police force they're challenging the authorities because the, the court themselves obviously are standing by their own authority and they're challenging anybody who would challenge their authority so um that is why you know pti is managing to have its conventions its workers conventions um in kpk so in kpk it was in noshera also before the shermarwat had a very successful convention which turned into this huge rally because everybody joined in including the people from the public um and similarly now he was going to bajor this is like literally a day or two ago and the, the police tried to imagine that it took 300 um policemen to try to stop him from going there but because the people you remember the to the people he was a guest that they were waiting for and in the northern areas your guest is your responsibility and your guest is everything and nobody allows their guests to be disrespected or dishonored because it directly pertains to their respect and their honor so that is how it is in the tribes okay this is how the tribal thinking is especially in kpk so the people they, they just came out and in fact the former minister of pti who is you know uh, a resident of bajor and who was the one who had you know arranged the whole convention and was waiting for shermarwat to come and speak so he offered himself to the police and you know as in surrendered himself to the police in his behalf but the people also came and they whisked shermarwat away from the police and they put him in a safe place and so the police have been looking for him and then you know because the police the people were actually ready to attack the police um because as you know that uh, the northern areas are very much like the um southern parts of america where you know everybody has a gun so it's a gun culture over there it's a weaponized culture 
So everybody has a gun, everybody has a Kalashnikov, and everybody is weaponized, and everybody is ready to shoot anybody. So the police also tread very carefully over there. Um, so, you know, people were just up in arms against them, and they were, like, challenging anybody who would come and try to attack their guest. So there was that. But although there there have been rumors that the police still tried to open fire against the um the residents, the the natives, the locals of Bajor, but this news is unverified, so no idea. I just heard it as a rumor. No idea. Um, you know, so there is that on one side. And so now, you know, um at this point what is going on is that the establishment the American dogs, the minions, the fifth columnists, they are working so hard on giving um, our hard-earned money. Remember, it's all our money that's being used when they're trying to have these flop rallies in Deer and in other parts of the northern parts of Pakistan, as well as in Punjab, as well as in Sindh. So they're trying to have these rallies, these jalsas, of, um, you know, for Bilawal and for Maryam Nawaz and Nawaz Sharif and stuff. But the truth is that those are all flops. They're, these people are literally addressing empty seats. But obviously, you know, the mainstream media, which I've always referred to as the flop entertainers platform, because I've always noticed this for a very long time, and it has really paid me off as a genuine um, person qualified to work in the entertainment industry as a writer and a producer. It really pees me off when I look at the people from MassCom um, use entertainment technology, if you know what I mean. So when you look at the news and you're looking at them um, using the technology that normally you would be using in an entertainment industry, um, then it really pees you off, okay? And then when you look at the anchors, um, they all look like those people who have failed uh, auditions, you know, failed auditions as actors and actresses. And now they need a platform to showcase their talents and their desperation that maybe somebody somewhere will offer them, you know, a gig. Because every anchor, every newscaster, every everybody in the mainstream media, um, you know, they are acting and it's really bad acting, so I can tell you that this is why you people were flops in the entertainment industry. This is why you people never could even start in the entertainment industry, because you people are really bad, okay? There is bad storytelling, there is bad narration, there is bad acting. So this is basically yellow journalism at its worst. It's worse than tabloids, really. This is like, you know, audiovisual form of tabloids, seriously so you have the electronic media that it that is you know um playing puppetry um you know to the establishment and to the illegal government and they will always obviously they edit the whole thing and you know they some usually what they tend to do is that they put um they look for pti's um old old rallies of of Imran Khan's um which is which has always been filled to the brim as we all know people i mean the the every time Imran Khan had a rally even Minari Pakistan fell short and that is saying a lot because Minari Pakistan is a place that is so hard to fill i think the only person who has ever filled Minari Pakistan was Qaidi Azam and after him the only ever person who could fill Minari Pakistan's land with people um just to listen to him was Imran Khan so, you know, um, there was this, as we know, Maryam Nawaz f 
uh, her attempt at copying Imran Khan because the the Sharif family they're copycats. They have always been trying to copy Imran Khan. They are those typical representatives of your low life desis, you know, who make fun of people and then they try to copy them. You know, these are those people. So they have copied him in every which way and they have flopped in every which way. So once again, this time they spent a lot of money trying to, you know, uh, make out a jalsa for Bilawal Andir, and it was flop. And then at the same time, there was another jalsa that they had um, set up for Maryam Nawaz in Gujarat. That was a huge flop. They both ended up addressing empty seats. Okay, and as I said, this is something that the me mainstream media has probably edited and showed old PTI conventions or rallies or jalsas filled to the brim with people and they've so for, sort of superimposed that as if these are the audience of Maryam Nawaz and Blavel. But if you go to the internet and if you look at the real live streaming and reporting and recording, you will see that they were addressing empty fields and empty seats. Um, on the other side, you will see Bajor and Noshera that was filled with PTI's um, supporters, which was in which was in in which was what was supposed to be um, a convention, a workers' convention. So, um, then we also have our um, acting prime minister, yeah, our temporary acting prime minister, who thinks that he really is the prime minister. There is not a single unnecessary visit that he hasn't made. And he, wherever he goes, he's basically just insulting himself and he's insulting our country because nobody accepts him. Because why? He's just a caretaker prime minister. You're a caretaker prime minister. That means you have no post. You have no importance. You know, you, you're not, I mean, there's, there's nothing there. So, Wherever he goes, people just don't even care about it. And you will find him hidden in some corner way at the back, you know, pushed somewhere. And he's not even standing where, you know, where an actual prime minister of a country is supposed to stand. So that's the importance he is given. Um, and that also shows again, because they're like, oh, you know, you're just the slave of our slave, you know, so you just stay there. So, and to see that man actually um, have the nerve after being... Um, insulted um, after his intelligence, um, you know, lack of intelligence was exposed in, in front of Lum's students. Um, he actually had the gall, the nerve, to go to another university, and this time it was Aga Khan University. And um, again, once again, he was given harsh questions by students. Um, and some of the harshest questions were made by students who belong to, again, the northern areas, like Gilgit, Baldistan. And, you know, in answer to one of those questions, can you imagine what he just said? Now, I'll tell you what he said. He said that the state has the right to violence. Okay, first of all, you do know what the state encompasses, right? The fact that you think, the fact that you are so stupid, so ignorant, and you are so illiterate, that you actually think that the state are a couple of institutions, then you're wrong. Because the state are the people. We are the state. You are our servants. How many times do we need to remind you that? You are our servants. We are the state. So, first of all, you do realize what you just said. By saying that the state has the right to violence, it means you have just accepted the fact, you have given a green signal, 
to the public of Pakistan that the public of Pakistan, who are the state of Pakistan, have the right to violence against you, the servants, who have just betrayed your masters. We, the state, we are the masters. You, the servants, you betrayed the state. So yes, the state has a right to violence against you, the servants. You're not royalty. You're not kings. You don't own the state. You are servants of the state. And it's time we put you back in place. America has suddenly given you this notion that you are royalty. And we, the real masters of the land, you know, you think that this is Palestine? You think this is Palestine, that Britain has taken Palestinian land and given it to, you know, people who Brit the British and the Europeans did not want living amongst them, you know, and they, were, they just tried to, you just cajole them and say, oh, no, we've got this other land over there, go, go live there, you know. So you think that you can do that to us too? You're wrong. First of all, you're just a fistful, okay? We're, we're a huge population. You're just a fistful of people. You, you, you really need to do your math here, right? And you really need to learn the definition of state. We are the state. You are our servants. You cannot do any deals with any countries of selling our country to them without our agreement, without our acknowledgement, without our acceptance. You are our servants. That means that when a servant of the house betrays the master of the house, steals from the master, and then brings in robbers to commit robbery, then the master of the house has the right to defend the house and defend himself and his family and kill everybody. So in that way, the state has the right to violence. So we, the state, yes, we have the right to violence. Thank you so much, Cocker, for agreeing with that. You actually agreed to it and you admitted it. So you just gave us the green signal to attack you and the other U.S. dogs with you, right? So, I mean, you can imagine how these are the kind of people that America and Britain always try to put in countries that they once invaded and the countries that they still think they own or that they have the right to own. First of all, Britain and America, you were always thieves. America, right now, you are also living on stolen land. This is a land that the Muslims traveled to way, way, way before Christopher Columbus ever saw that land. In fact, it was a Muslim who was who served as a tour guide for Christopher Columbus and told him all about the land. Muslims were in America way before Christopher Columbus was, and the Muslims never thought of invaded that, invading that land. The Muslims had trade relationships with the 12 tribes. Okay. And all of a sudden now, you went and you stole that land from the Native Americans. You're living on stolen land. Americans, you're, you are actually not even Americans. That land is not even your land. Just like how Palestine is not Israeli land. And just like how Pakistan also does not belong to Britain or America. We are a sovereign state. And you have no right to take that sovereignty away from us. We are people 
who do not forgive and we do not forget you you are messing again i will say with the wrong generation this generation of pakistan right now doesn't give two hoots about your passport and we don't give two hoots about your country we don't give a damn about you people we don't care about you okay we're not intimidated by you we're not in awe of you and we're definitely not impressed by you we are people who have our own identity gone was the generation and that is the generation that you're still controlling actually these fifth columnists they belong to that generation the generation of the corrupt okay the generation filled with inferiority complexes yeah we're not those people so you i think that right now the world needs to see in fact the the western world the western the masses of the western world they also need to see and reassess their lack of intelligence their lack of awareness the fact that they've been drinking the Kool-Aid of their governments for you know this whole time is a testament to the fact that they could still not learn from the Vietnamese war they still couldn't learn from world war 2 they still didn't learn from world war 1 what will they learn from world war 2 their governments were behind all the wars in the world their governments incited wars their governments stole from other countries their governments destroyed other countries and are still doing it and you people are still talking about you know how you people have the freedom and the, you have no freedom you are brainwashed i have never seen a more stupid nation than those in the western world that you are so brainwashed that you still do not know what your governments are doing your governments the british government and the american government are inciting and igniting wars all, all over the world and yet you're talking about ukraine hell america was behind the war in ukraine america started that war america used ukraine's land to incite war and then america has been using palestinian land to incite war America and Britain are with Israel and they are saying that there should be no ceasefire. If still that doesn't tell you anything about your governments, then you are my friends fucked for life and for eternity. Okay? You've destroyed not just your life here, you've destroyed your entire eternity. And there is nobody so stupid as the Americans and the British and the Europeans who still haven't learned to control their government. You see this idea of the state being institutions this idea comes from the western world because this is not an islamic idea to be honest a real and in in the real spirit of islam it is the people who own the state but in western democracy where you have borrowed islamic values and so you've created this illusion that you're following those values where you're saying that oh no the state is the people but you have actually through every single action of yours proved that in the western world the state are the institutions and your people are living under the illusion that they are the state that illusion is stripped away every single time the government instigates wars funds those wars and then steals from those countries the fact that the american government created the 911 charade just so that it could instigate wars in different muslim countries just for their greater israel concept 
that the fact that the people, that the American people and the European people, the fact that they could so easily get intimidated by the false narratives that their governments put in, that they are so easily brainwashed, that is also a testament to their ignorance and the fact that they really are not even aware of the fact that their government owns them. They think that they own their government. Their government, through these various steps, prove that they own the people. And so it is that message that they have conveyed to their fifth columnists here in our country that, you know, look at us, we own our people. You own your people, you're the state. So the American deep state is the one that says that we own the state. In Britain, again, the deep state says we own the state. In every other country where there's a deep state, they're saying they own the country. They're living under that illusion that they own the country. But it is a, it is a fact that the country is owned by the public. Majority's authority. It's weird how majority's authority, and yet it is always minority that has the authority. Note the irony there. So these are some facts that people need to look into, okay? So yeah, Imran Khan is winning from within prison, yes. But again, I will say, I will not accept anything less than Imran Khan coming out of prison. I will not trust anything, and I will not trust anyone, as long as the fifth columnists are running around abusing their authority, and abusing the state, which is us. And I think the Americans and the British and the Europeans, they also need to wake up, you know, and they need to stop just, you know, taking authority into their hands for, you know, just for limited time periods. You did that during Vietnam, you know, and you thought, oh, you won over the government. But what did the government do? It created another narrative and attacked uh, Iraq, and then it created another narrative, and then it attacked Syria. Then it created another narrative, it attacked Egypt. It tried to attack Iran. You know, it's attacked Ukraine and Russia. I mean, you know, it's, it's been attacking Palestine for the past 70 years. Were you asleep? How do you not know that? So this is some, you know, food for thought. And this is me signing out for the Hafiz.